just wanna chill and vibe. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Turn up, turn up, gon' turn up. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Sit here and tell you a lot. My boy did that. Um, guess in case y'all want to know who that is, that is Rude Boy. Rude Boy Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my son-in-law. Everybody. So mm-hmm. anybody that's trying to reach him to drop some fly beats and so forth, hit us up in the DM. You know what I'm saying? And I can get you connected to him. So what's good, Sippers? This is another edition of Seven in Conversation. And the lovely baby, and we coming to you. Blue Point. That's what we drinking today. <laughs> we coming to you sipping and, on some optical illusion, which is Blue Point. It's made by Blue Point Brewing Company. And just in case y'all trying to figure out what that is, it's APA. IPA East Coast IPA. I said APA, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm throwing up thinking wrestling. I like all these crazy beers And thankfully for me Buddha falls in place He'll just say okay That's what we're doing today Cool I'm I'm a connoisseur of anything alcohol (laughs) (laughs) Okay okay. That's what it is That's what it is So baby Last week's episode We were talking about French. Yeah. How many of us have them? Mm. French. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, mm. okay, okay, okay. And you was coming at me with these riders? I got them. Got this my hitter, my hitter. And threw me under the bus by telling my transgressions? Boo! Boom, 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 boom. Knocked them up. Well, it's all good. He and, deserves it sometimes, y'all. Hey, man, we all know I'm not perfect. You know, I... I make baby happy, but at the end of the day, I am a man, and I do things wrong sometimes. Ooh, yeah. But I'm humble enough to accept it. A lot of people don't do that. Have you been this way all your life? Nope. Uh, yeah. Nope. When I want to get some... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. When you want something out of it. <laughs> Damn right. Okay. I mean, let's, not, let's be honest now. You know, it's, it's it's a few type of friends, but as we learned last week, you know, they're not really friends, they're associates, right? Yes. And it, we also learned last week that it's a hard, sometimes it's hard to cipher mm-hmm. the differences between a friend and an associate until that one circumstance take place. To, there you go. The definition on where they ass at. Uh, where y'all at in this thing. Or it could make them transition. Certain circumstances will transition a friend to an associate or an enemy. 
Right. I mean, because most of your friends know all of your business. Yeah, your, your good, true friends. True, they know you're good and bad, and they accept you for who you are. So that's great. Mm-hmm. But they can also make some of your worst enemies. Oh boy! But because you in you invoked a set of standards and trusts mm-hmm. in that person, right? Yeah, yeah. That could alter the how you live, right? In certain in certain aspects. Yeah, you know. One of the things I was saying is, when do you put your mate over your, your friends over your mate? And a couple people saying, never, for the most part, you know. I think I said that, too. I said the circumstances, depend on the circumstances, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because it might be, you know, not so much as you really putting them over your mate, but what they're saying may be valid enough to be the the reason, the justification behind why you may have to side one way. I mean, but for the team... You know, you don't want to make a habit of it. So, you know, for the most part, you'll probably side with your mate and then, you know, go behind their back and, girl, you know, I just said that because I don't want to hit his mouth. Well, dude, you know, I ain't trying to make no issues at home. I'm shit. I got to go do with my woman. So I can see why people would, you know, steer on the line of saying never take your, your friend over your mate. Okay, so this is July, and there's been a few things already, and here it is, the 21st of July, that so many things have happened, like, man, we got, we went to uh, First Friday, we went to a house party, a good friend of ours had, uh, was a DJ at a house party, um, I've had my Sexy Heels workshop with my All About Ladies group, um, Good girlfriend had a birthday yesterday. My niece turned 21, so we had a birthday dinner for her. My grandson' birthday. My dad's birthday. My, so many birthdays. We got Mr. Roberson's birthday. Yeah, his birthday is in two days. And um, my, my nephews. Like, it's just so much in July. July is like a super freaking busy month uh, for everybody it seems like I don't know it's like everybody's been so busy uh, family reunions and everything so yeah oh I have something here to go along with this friendship thing mm-hmm. so sorry to take it away from the things we've done but you made valid point but I want to to get this understanding to the to people out there so we talked about spouse versus your friend, your mate versus your friends, and your family. So I'm gonna preface this. I'm gonna preface this with an idea. Okay, an idea is this: there are different types of love. You have I'm going to it. You have eros, agape, phila. Well. Eros is the, let me get to it, Eros is the sexual and passion love in a way that most aching in modern construction. So basically, it's the physical passion of love showing one emotions to another. That is the opposite sex, which is 
mainly, which is mainly dealing with man and woman, correct? Okay. All right. So then you have agape love. Uh, agape love is more of a universal love. This is the love that a religious religious people like to talk about. The love of mankind. The love of every body, right? Okay. Uh, then you also have filler. A filler love is more of a friendship, goodwill, which is where we is where we um we're putting the friend at in that filler love. They're not family. They're not your loved one per se, but they are a loved one in an opposite in an opposite way from eros. Okay. We have storage. Um. More of a fondness, a familiarity, an understanding of you and I, we play football together. You and I, T-Y. So you build a bond versus, you build a bond on familiarity, right? Okay. So my question is, which one is the most important one of all? And I guess it's an individual-based answer, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to put Eros... Up against, was it Philip, the friendship love? Then obviously they're going to oppose each other. Now, and obviously, which one holds dear to you is going to weigh out which one doesn't hold dear to you. Mm-hmm. But do you get so in full of the eros love where your common sense don't take precedence, or do you? Embrace the filler love, right? Mm-hmm. Where your mate don't take precedence. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Exactly. You all chime in into the DM and um, tell us what's important to you based on the types of love that Buddha just talked about. Uh, run the names again, Buddha. Well, okay. Well, we got Eros. Eros. Agape. Agape. Filler. Filler. Um, and storage. Storage? Storage. Storage. S-T-O-R-G-E. Storage. storage. Okay, storage. Okay. So make sure y'all tune in. Uh, t- chime in, sorry. Chime in and tell us what's important to you in the DM so we can run your messages back to us on the next show. Yes. <laughs> You're funny. But... I mean, it's a struggle. You know, you got to really create a certain type of balance to understand your mate. Well, you should understand your friend and your mate. Mm-hmm. And be able to have that discernment between the two. Right? right. So, your rule of thumbs, and I've heard you say this on, on numerous occasions, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't put, and I don't trust them. Don't, don't put, put nothing past, past anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So that gives you that avenue to willing to listen to somebody other than your mate. Right. And then you make the discernment, correct? Yeah. I mean, mainly why I say that is because anybody, any and everybody can become something when they are in a circumstance. Mm-hmm. When they back against the wall. You know, back when against they, the wall. When they faced with back whatever, the they can become... Your best friend, or they can become your worst enemy. And you've seen this before, right? Yeah. Like where 
the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation where you don't really like the motherfucker to save their life, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they helping you jam up somebody else hey. just because they don't like them much more. <laughs> they don't like you. So Okay. All right. That was a nice little slide in. I see your Buddha trying to be a little <laughs> extra intelligent or whatever for hey. the people. Hey, I don't know, man. It's this blue point. That feeling all intelligent. <laughs> done, done took you up a whole notch. Okay. So what are we talking about this week? Well, we have a we have a a topic that I feel needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Now it don't need it needs to be talked about on so many different fronts. It needs to be talked about from the black and white issue, from the man and woman issue, from the political issue, from um, a job, employment type of issue. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, called equality. Equality. It's called equality and the pros and cons of equality. Okay. Um, what do you have for me, baby? Well, I know that in society, we we look at things from so many different perspectives. And one of the biggest things is we are dealing with um, double standards. Double standards. That is one of those big things that so many people, you know, they, they see things one way. But then they turn around and then they'll contra- almost like contradict themselves because, hey, they also feel another way. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. What do we talk about? Oh, men are able to go out without a shirt, you know, for an example. But then a woman, we can't go out without a shirt. So why is that? Because society says that it's inappropriate for a woman to be shirtless whereas a man has breasts it's just man breasts but you know sometimes you got you know what I'm saying, different kind of breasts but you know okay nonetheless it's more acceptable to society to see a man with with no shirt on than it is for society to see a woman walking around topless so for me that's some dumb double standards well, we're talking, so you just swing for the fences, huh, baby? Boom. Double standards. Um, let me preface this by saying this is a masculine society. Very patriarchal driven. I mean, this is a masculine society. And what I mean by that is it's masculine driven. We are, believe it or not, ladies, for those who are listening, we are the dominant sex. You may not like to hear that, but there's the truth. Now, I'm not, that doesn't take or diminish the power that you guys do have. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in truth, this is where this is where it is. And until it changes, this is where we're going to be. So it's a male-driven society. So if it's a male-driven society, we already don't look at we already don't look at a, a, a chest from a man's point of view as. Um, Something inappropriate because we ain't got shit there that's gonna turn on nothing but maybe a homosexual or 
in that in that regards. Wait a minute. Women get turned on by seeing a man's chest now. But uh, is it my responsibility to keep you from being turned on? Well, it's not your responsibility to keep us from being turned on, but here's the difference between what I'm saying this man. Well, who told you that that was turn to turn you on? Well, hey man. How did you learn that? That cuz that's oh. a learned behavior to be turned on. Is it? By a topless person. Is it? Yes, because if you see other people reacting to a topless person, so, I'm gonna ask you this question. You gonna you learn that, as, I mean, especially growing up as a child. I can agree and I can disagree with that at the same time. I mean, my first time having sex, I knew where it went. Nobody taught me. You I'm saw it. Saying, Some, hey, you saw listen, it on TV. They might nigga, not have told nigga. you. You I didn't mean, know your penis I mean, went inside of a vagina. Absolutely did. You don't yeah. know. You don't absolutely, know that. Absolutely did. I mean. Because as a kid, you could watch all this stuff on TV, right? Because I, I had sex for the first time at the age of eight. My first sexual experience was at the age of eight, all right? Sorry. Boom. It's out there now. That ain't right. So, hold on, I mean, hold on. What would happen? You was molested? I mean, I don't want to say I was molested because I was a willing participant. But eight years old, and the, and, the, and you would call it molestation if it was somebody over the over the age of eighteen, right? I guess, yeah. Well, the girl wasn't over the age of eighteen. Matter of fact, the girl herself was twelve, so there's only four year difference between me and that young, that young lady. So, oh God. <laughs> so I wouldn't call that molestation. But I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a condoning that act either, right? right. But. You know, as a child, you can watch all the movies you want to do, but the only thing you realize out of that is kissing. You ain't understanding the full scope of what's going on in the bedroom. That's a good question, though. So, how does a child know? It's instinctual. How to have sex? It's instinctual. I, I would say that's instinctual. But people would argue that there's two holes. So how do you know which one to put it in? <laughs> that part. I just got lucky. <laughs> Woo! Well, hold on. In a way, I knew shit come out of one. Because I used that hole too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, man. I mean, the girl hit me with a good-ass line. She, 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 she finessed the shit out of me. You eight. You fucking <laughs> Check that shit up. She finessed the shit. Hey, listen, man. She got me to come in the room, in the house, in the room, by telling me Hey, do you want to put your wallet in my pocketbook? <laughs> I bet you so I ain't got no motherfucking wallet. <laughs> and she ain't got no goddamn pocketbook. So the curiosity built from there. <laughs> you figured it out. I figured, okay. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you terrible. I knew he was a terrible child growing up. Nah, I a, knew that. I wasn't terrible. It ain't no different than my motherfuckers playing house. How many guys and women growing up played the house and wanted to be the mama and the dad and daddy? Not me. I was too scared. Nah, okay. So you always played the child. I got it. But the other... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't playing mama and daddy. I always loved to play to play motherfucking daddy. I was running. Even when they were like, we gonna play hide and go get. No. And then after, and then after the age of eight, I sometimes wanted to be the doctor. Oh, Lord. So I'd go down there and check. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Ooh-wee. So, back to the equality. You know, there's 
you made a good example the other day about on the job where a man and a woman are basically hired to do the same work, same pay, same work. Mm-hmm. But yet the female will ask for help to do something that she should be capable of doing because you were hired for the exact same job, meaning you know the job, you had the job description, you obviously fit the bill because they hired you for those tasks. And so your your disapproval was the fact that you, we, hey, we making the same money, we got hired to do the same work, why the hell should I have to help you do the same job that you was hired to do like me? Well, you're absolutely right. So I preface this with saying that it's a uh, preface. <laughs> she want she want a grammar check, man. I got you. So I preface this from saying that um, it's unfair in certain terms. I'm all I'm all good about being a team player, especially at work. I'm all good being a team player, mm-hmm. but do not. Come to me and get upset, or I'm I, I feel some type of way if me and you are making the same amount of money, okay. right? We ain't making the same amount of money, but you're not holding your weight. It doesn't really matter. In this case, we're talking about men and women, but it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm using that because it's more prevalent. Right. In certain work work workspaces, right? Where that is where it's at. See, I work in warehouse work. So we lift up heavy boxes. So you come in there, you got to understand, you need to be able to hold your own weight. Because sometimes I can't stop to help you or I'm going to be behind. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I get it. So when you like, oh, well, you know, well, hold on, chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, hold on, chick. Man, you make the sound of money. Yeah. <laughs> huh? You need to be making less money than me, then maybe I'll consider all the shit you saying. So, speaking of which, another unequal situation with regards to jobs is when someone that does make more money, mm. you know, the higher paid personnel have this expectate have these expectations from someone that's lower um, pay grade than them to do their work. So basically they're getting their work done, getting their their higher salary, Mm. but they're having the low grade pay grade person do the work. And that's absolutely unfair. Well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We talked about the exact same thing a couple weeks ago. We talked about you working in a job, somebody getting hired to do a job, making, but you're the one teaching them how to do the damn job. So now you're doing their job and your job. Well, but, see, that's a little bit different. Like, I mean, well, not from from the angle that I'm looking at, no. not training. I'm talking about. I mean, training. You're, you're doing the training. I, you know, I could get that you shouldn't uh, be training the person that's but, above you. But what I'm saying specifically. 
I'm just using numbers as an example. Mm-hmm. So the person that makes thirty thousand, right? And then there's a person that makes ten thousand. Okay. Okay. The thirty thousand person is expecting the ten thousand dollar person to do their thirty thousand dollar work. Uh, That's unfair. Now, however, okay, the thirty thousand should be capable of doing the thirty thousand plus the ten thousand because it's in my personal opinion to be at thirty thousand you should have acquired the necessary skills at ten twenty and so forth so if you were to have to step in depending on your role you should be able to just jump in but I don't think it's fair that a ten thousand the ten thousand dollar personnel Ooh. should have to go in and do tasks that the thirty thousand dollar person was hired to do. That's getting over. Well, first of all, whoever that ten thousand dollar personnel, they need to level the fuck up. Because <laughs> anybody, That's I, just it could be, you could be, I, I just you, know, to, you could be working at McDonald's. I'm just using, you even know, I just use numbers as, even a, as a guy. Hold on, even McDonald's people making like twenty thousand dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't matter. You can be working part time. It don't matter. All that is irrelevant. I'm just saying. I had to say that just for the. You crazy? They have to level the fuck up. Number two. Number two. But to answer your, it's ten thousand. You add put ten with maybe your forty or fifty or whoever got more money. I get it. You got ten thousand more income coming in your home. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying to you is, I understand exactly what you're saying about the ten thousand dollar person. Leveling, I mean, leveling up in responsibility, but not getting paid. And the guy who's making not even leveling up, they are being expected to do right. So I I get it. So that's not fair. And that's exactly what we talked about. That's exactly what we talked about a couple weeks ago. But we use it as a training thing. They already hired this person that's going to make more money than you to do the damn job. So you expect them to do the damn job. Of course. Right? And you ain't expected. You're not expected to um, do their job as a lower paid person. Right. And your job. Because then what is that really saying to the to the to the to the, to the work to the suit higher ups? What that's saying to them is that they can use you to do whatever. As they a want motherfucking you to do. tool. You understand? As so, a motherfucking tool. So what you have to do is go back to your upper management team and um, let them know this is not it, in a hey, professional manner. It very professional, yeah. but you—that's not what I'm here for. Okay, let me just understand that is not what I'm here for. I don't mind showing them a few things, okay, but if 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 it's going to disrupt my what I am here to do, we're gonna have a problem. I feel it. I feel it. Um, <laughs> I feel it. Um, you also were talking about racism, not giving us the tools. Yeah. We talk about. From a racial perspective, the inequality. I mean, we see it every day. Let's just keep it real. All right. We need the people. People going to need to just go on and just say what it is. No matter what they think or trying to make it be, okay? Racism is alive and woke. 
in so many different ways, all right? We see it every day on the job, okay? Going back to the job, we see it on the job. We see it on the news. We see it in the in our communities. We see it in our it just it, in our government. Just being real, you know, it's that it's that what they call it. Um, damn if you do, damn if you don't. That double edged sword type of shit. It's it's real, but how do you deal with it? You know, is what's important. Like in the uh, you know once upon a time. And even still, current day, some local school systems, you know, let's—I don't—I won't name any in particular, but within a particular school system, county, or what have you, there's going to be different schools. Now, based on where those schools are strategically located, will determine what type of resources that particular school will have. Some areas going to have better you know, resources for the children than other areas. And we already know what I'm getting at. The more well-to-do established areas will get the better books, supplies, computers, and so forth. Whereas the low-income, um, below-poverty-level areas, uh, they are not going to get the same justice. However, I, I have slowly began seeing a transition that they are trying to level the playing field to give all schools within certain counties the same uh, available resources. You know, now is it, you know, I, did it take a long time? Yes, as with all changes, we know with all changes, it takes time. Hopefully we can get those changes in this lifetime. You know, that's what's important, especially for our children, our grandchildren and so forth. You know what I mean? So that's why I say the I'm using that as a racist type of, of, an, of an example versus um, black and white. Well, I feel you. But then I don't feel you at the same time. You know, I feel like when it deals with education and having the tools that you need to succeed in life. When I 20 years ago, it was more prevalent than it is now. You know what I'm saying? When we was coming up in school 20 some odd years ago. You old. Ooh, Chad. <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, we, was have, we was getting hand-me-down books, and I went to all predominantly black school, and it wasn't, the playing field wasn't, the playing field wasn't equal. Right. But my mentality and my, the mentality of my parents and the mentality of, of me was it wasn't, it didn't matter. It only mattered the type of work ethic you got. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you couldn't, if you wasn't able to put the work in and be, do, do your due diligence at the whatever level it was, you weren't going to succeed anyway. You're right. So... It don't matter, yo. You know, you got the A students, or you got the A teachers at the A school. Right, that right? great thing is. I mean, I don't now, like listen, it. you can go to an A school all you want and still fail. Exactly. You can go to a F school and rise up. Right. But how do you get to that point where you rise up? You it gotta, has to be in you. It definitely has, has to be exactly. in you. But it's, the difference with you, with what you're saying, one of the big things that I do know to be a fact is there are actually. A lot of resources that really are available to those schools that are less fortunate. They, you as the parent, actually have to go do your due diligence. 
and go and talk to the counselors and seek the information that you need because it is there. And the crazy part is it has actually always been there, but it wasn't out there as like publicly broadcasted, but it was always available. All these different types of resources. If you needed extra tutoring, if you needed different, you know, there different things, they were available. Now it's like they're kind of forced into because there's been such a huge population of people in need for whatever reason. Right. Like so, I I, I preface this two different ways. All right. I keep using that word. But yeah. I, I look at it two different ways. All right. The first way, as people, as minorities in yesteryear's society, mm-hmm. we were, our minds were conditioned differently to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to feel a certain way about where we are in society today. You know what I'm saying? Okay. What I, what I mean by that is, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. Hey! Say it loud. loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And don't and can't stand, don't trust the white man. Right? Don't trust the Mexico friends. I get it. Right. But in its totality, that left us behind the eight ball in certain in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, we come to we come to a, you know, an all black school with the hand me down the hand me down books in the poor conditions and we already defeated because we already will use that as an excuse to not succeed. Mm-hmm. Where do we get that? That's a conditioned mind, right? It's a conditioned mind to take us to that point. Mm-hmm. Now, we're we're today. Today we're in today's society. Today's society is an instant. What I call that? Uh, instant gratification. Uh, information oh. society. An instant information society. Everything is at your fingertips now. Right. There are no excuses. If you need an answer for any for any question you have, Google, the cloud, Bing, whatever it is, is at your fingertips to get the answer. So that's where I'm at now. So we could use we can't go back and keep using the same excuses, right? We can't go back and use the same excuses we had twenty years ago because now everything is at your fingertips. And it's up to you. As an individual, it's up to you. As a parent, it's up to you, mainly as a student, to have that hunger to go out and get it. Go get it. Go Mm. get it. Go get it. And Mm. that's how you change the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So, we're going to go pay some goddamn bills, and we'll be back. Tell me I ain't fly. I know I'm super fly. Ooh. You know, ladies love to love me. What's good? And we back. And we live. What's good? Simples. This is your boy, Buddha. And the lovely lady. The smart, the intelligent. Baby. Baby. And, you know, she been... Coming in with these hitters all day today. I've been having to fight off all answers. But it's my turn now. Go get it. 
to come out with the question. Mm, mm, mm. And my question to you, baby, is going back to this double standard thing because I don't want to ever not go back to this double standard thing. Um, you've always talked about this. And in the live shows, I'm always called a fuck boy or a pussy ass nigga for stupid shit. Stupid? Yeah. No. Yeah, so my question to you is, why is it that it's okay for a woman to go out and secure the bag or get her coins from a man? But when a man does it, he's looked at as a fuckboy or a pussy-ass nigga. Why is that? I don't know. Because, first of all, y'all want to be the man. So you want to be the man. You should not be out here mistreating and and manipulating women. So that's that's just that's the women's job. That's all I got. Is that the women's it's job? It's more acceptable if y'all can walk around with y'all shirts off. <laughs> then y'all gonna have to take some good with the bed. Yeah, that's that, all I got. That's all you got. That's all Listen, I got. Ladies out there, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, Anchor FM, Anchor FM. <laughs> I need your help. I need an understanding of why it's okay for a woman to go out there and get her coins and she's like, hey, go get the money, go get the money. But as soon as a man does the same exact thing, it's a he's getting ridiculed. He's getting ridiculed out there. I don't know. Yeah. That's it, It's definitely tricky. Hmm. You damn so pro woman. I am pro woman. Why is that, baby? Because that's all I can be. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's all I can be as a woman. So, uh, but I do try to stay open minded. You know, I, like I say, the main thing is for a man. I would pretty much. It's not back here. Here goes that double standards. All right. Um. It is not acceptable that a man is out here hustling a female not hustling okay but I'm saying hustling a female it's more acceptable that you see a woman go out and do what she gotta do to get her coins okay because she probably gotta feed her kids she worried about the lights she worried about groceries I don't know, but it just sounds like, you know, it's better for a woman to be out here doing what she got to do. You know what I'm saying? She might need to come. She need a sugar daddy. There's nothing wrong with sugar daddies, okay? And sugar daddies need love, and they need love from a woman. Well, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. That's number one. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Number one, that is some grade A, a hundred shit, Calvinua, all right. But with that, you do have a point. <laughs> I hate to say you do have a point. Wait a minute, and, and I not, got a point. You have a point, but not the point that you're trying to make. Oh, because I'm all. So I'm say all. It you have a point, but it's not the point that I'm trying to make. The <laughs> point that I'm trying to make is. If you are a man out there going to get your coins, by all means, do what you got to do. Put a foot on their neck and a hand on their goddamn check. 
Alright? That's what you got to do, homie. But, her point is, we do have suckers out there. Call them suckers. Yeah, they suckers. Some people just financially able to no, do abundantly. We do have suckers out there, and I categorize them into three different types of fellas. All right, you have three different types of fellas. Fella number one, um, if you out there paying money, your first, the first fella up to the dock is the one that can't fuck. <laughs> You can't fuck, you got a little dick, whatever it may happen, he's paying for all that attention. Because he's compensating for something downstairs. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, he can't fuck. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but that is the ultimate reason. <laughs> there's, there's reason number two. Reason number two is they're paying. For the transaction, for not having that headache, it is a transaction of convenience. They're paying for convenience. Paying for convenience. They're oh, paying wow. for convenience. A great mind said to me one time on the TV, his name is Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. He said, I did not pay Holly Fleiss to, for her services. I paid her to leave. Oh, Lord. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord. But he told you that, or he would just, this he is just speaking, a movie. He's, no, it's that not. was for entertainment purposes. Negative. It wasn't in the movie. It was uh, actual, he was going to court, or Heidi Fleiss was going to court. Okay. And he was summoned by the judge to be a witness. And on the witness stand, this is what he said. And I was like, he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Hell his, no. His word placement was great. Okay. Because she got off. His word placement was great. Because okay. they were trying to call her. They were trying to catch her for a prostitution. Oh. Uh, you know, being a prostitute. Um, you know, a story. Escort. A escort service thing. Okay. This thing going on. All right. So what's the third one? Well, the third one is is difficult, but it's understanding. It's the guy who's really out there trying to do Look out for the woman with the best interest of her and him. Like they really trying to set the stage for the relationship. Oh, he trying to be in a relationship, so oh. that's why he, he. Oh yeah, he set the stage. Okay, so he love her. That's it. <laughs> and that's far far. I mean, when you invested that much time in a person and equity in the person, then giving that money is not hard to do, and it, it's not from a deceitful standpoint. So you know. Everything is, uh, it's like on even playing field, it's leveled out. Level up, level up, level up. No, not leveled up, leveled out. <laughs> oh, leveled out. Oh, <laughs> oh that's what I mean, he's saying. Everything's on equal playing field. I the think other. I like fella number three. Well, you can like fella number Those two. are the fellas that I've actually have, you know, had friendships with. Oh, is that right? So you never had to deal with uh, fella number one who came for? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Oh, now you're getting this misremember type thing. Yeah. Selective amnesia. That's what we got. Okay. That's what my story is. Yeah. I'm t- I, you know what I'm saying? I'll be keeping up. You know, I ain't been out there or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. But then to back, double back, you, you kind of saying 
if a guy who's out there doing these type of things, what do you think about those guys who's out there getting money for women, using using women for the for the financial benefits? Okay, here's where I play double standards. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if a woman allows for a man to beat her out of her coins, she either have it or she deserve it. Ooh, I shouldn't say it like that, but I mean. You know, after the third or fourth time, you done gave this man some coins and he always come with an excuse. Some old buck nigga, shit ass, baby ass, low blow ass excuse. When he keep coming at you with them, that same old Bullshit. Say it with your chest, why don't you? Okay, when he keep coming at you with it, and yet you keep on giving him the money. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You keep giving him the money. You deserve to be took up through that. And I hope that I know him. So I can get some of them coins too. <laughs> so, period. Amazing enough, baby. Players out there who are doing these type of these type of acts are needed in this world. Oh. They bringing this harmonious balance across this great nation. Oh no, you didn't. Oh yes, I did. Because at the end of the day, baby, at the end of it all. <laughs> If there wasn't guys out there like Cuddy, the Mag, Magic Dial One, former me, <laughs> and others out there that's putting a hand on their neck and a putting a foot on their neck and a hand on their check, if one people out there, y'all women be women of the world, y'all be ruling the world out there. <laughs> It would be no coming back. I mean, back. we already run the world, so it's it's regardless. Negative. Y'all, be we just got through saying that this is a patriarch mentality. The mentality is definitely oh, okay. extremely so, patriarchal. So how could you rule the world? Because behind the scenes, behind the scenes, we run everything. Mm-hmm. That's why the men get to go out there and be great. Because they got a supporting woman at home and they call Are you sure? Yes. they can have a... They can go out there and be great because they had that smooth slinging thing lane. I mean, they the got team. that too, but they still mm-hmm. gotta have. They don't always have an ace the, in the hole. I, I was always under the adage that if you have the tool, you make the rules. You can have the tool, but you ain't making no rules. It's an illusion. Okay, that's not a problem. So, what? How do you feel about women in leadership? It's leadership roles. Oh yeah, we run things. You know what I'm saying? Like us women. We be out there being great. Right. I'm just saying. Because I know when we be out there in power, we handle business like we supposed to. Shit me. Okay, I might have lied. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry, ladies. Y'all so, y'all so Here I go again. I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah. See, the problem with most women, 
Say so I use the word most, so y'all won't be talking about what I said all. Because not all women does this apply. Okay, I just get that out of the way. Most women, we do operate out of emotions. And that's where we fuck up. Oh. I know, I said it. You admitted it, huh? I said it. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's what most men think. I mean, no shade to the women out there. Y'all great mothers... Y'all definitely do y'all part as far as raising society to where it's at. Yes. But it's something about the man's strength. Y'all ain't got y'all ain't got to worry about, you know what I'm saying? See when the school call, here's here's a tip. When the schools call, mm. they call him mama. Unless they already in advance know that daddy is a single parent and he is the first Line of defense with calling for said child. That's not necessary. Yes. They usually call it mama because... They call it mama because mamas take care of the sick child. No. Yes, they do. I'm only saying they call the moms only because most times and more often than not these days that they're in a single parent home and the moms weren't taking care of them. Yes, that's part of the and reason that they call in the moms. But that's the majority. But of even though the mom may be even though the mama might be a single parent, she may actually indeed have a father to her child that is um a they have a healthy co-parenting um establishment. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Dad may actually be actively participating in his child's life. They are just not in a relationship. So that so that's not an all-inclusive thing. But most of the times, the schools will be calling mama. Well, because we are the nurturers. By I'm glad default. you mentioned that because I have a I have an issue. I have an issue. Um, at one point. I was, um, the other day I was reading an article about Kevin Garnett and his wife. And um, in the article, it said that the wife was owed $100,000. Good God. In child support. I need to go get my tubal ligation reversed and get me <laughs> a ball player. I mean, like... <laughs> And the only reason why I said that is because I'm just not knowing all the facts, just reading whatever, not knowing all the facts. What the hell does a child need to have a $300,000 child support money coming to the mother? So you saying why they need $100,000? What? Listen, baby. You and I together <laughs> with our jobs make maybe a little above that in a year. Right. This motherfucker getting it Air in month. one month. Now, I don't believe they really should get that much money for the child exclusively for child support. Oh, However, right. as I said before... Most judges are looking at the existing lifestyle of the child before uh, uh, 
I got a problem with the Before the, the breakup, you know. The, I got a problem with every judge. I get it, I but they are the, the goal. Judge. Hold on, the baby. goal is to keep that child at the sustain at the level of the quality of living that they had pre-divorce. That's well, the goal. That is the goal. I get it. But here's I ain't thought. saying it's right. Just saying that's thought. the goal. I have a problem with any judge who signed their name on the dotted line <laughs> saying it's okay for a child to get one hundred thousand dollars a month. Paid to the mama. This does not even include the fact that they got a divorce and the motherfucker owe her alimony. So that's what the fuck alimony is for. I'm no, all alimony is on, not for that. Hold on, hold on. Alimony is for the. Hold on. Yes, it is for that. That is not for child support. But, it's for the mother. Let me let me let me preface this. Let me preface this statement. Go on and look up what now, alimony is. I know is. what it's for, but let me preface this statement for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're getting alimony and you have the child, it is for you as a woman, the wife, to be able to uphold the same standard of living that you was living. So now, you need to get money. You get this alimony money. Now, you need a child to get the same amount of money to upstand the same amount. if I didn't have a child. Negative. You're getting the alimony. This and is I what I want to child care. Baby, I got to get daycare, child care, hospital. Listen, listen. That's other things. I understand. Other things. I understand that, but most child support, most child support things, makes the father, makes the father. They don't make them. They encourage. They encourage. Oh no, no. They encourage either. They gonna go out there and get. Uh, what is that? What is that? Uh, child aid, Medicaid, whatever the child aid. Oh, they, they just child they, care they insurance. They, right, you they get insurance the that way, or the or the, or, or, medical plan, or, or the father. Do they get Medicaid or the father Not supplies? Medicaid. Medicaid is a state, I mean, a government thing. Child aid, whatever they call child care, whatever that thing is called for the kids. Right. So if they don't make enough money to afford it, they get child care. Right. What you mean for child- kid care, whatever it's called? That, but they gonna make enough money. That's, oh, so, that's so, 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 so then, so then, okay, you get child, you get child insurance for the kid. Most fathers who got this type of money going to have insurance for the kid. Maybe mm-hmm. they had it for the family, but when they, but when they break up, if they break up, listen, they may not necessarily listen, keep alimony, that same energy. Alimony is for not just the woman, especially if she has a child with her. So now if you have a child with you living off your same goddamn alimony dime, they don't need to be over here having a hundred thousand dollar goddamn child they support payment. No, I'm not they gonna need the problem is I mean listen. My problem <laughs> my problem is not that the fact that bruh the bro gotta pay child support. Right. Pay the child support. Right. But I just think a hundred thousand dollars? Well they gonna always hit high. They I mean, hit high and then hundred thousand dollars. You hit more than high. That's that's high. Go high and then you get your lawyer will be able to get you at something a little bit more reasonable. No, he need to he need to, he need to go low from the beginning. Like no, listen, they if got I'm to paying, go high. Because here's the tea. Okay. I'm gonna say that I like I like to say here's the tea, y'all. <laughs> so here's the tea. Okay, a lot of ball players and people, athletes and so forth, people in entertainment and so forth and so on. They don't have the quality time to invest in that child. And like you mentioned earlier, 
They do things for convenience. So, truthfully, realistically for you as a common man, okay, it's more practical for you to be saying that that is absolutely absurd. However, for a athlete, an entertainer, and so forth alike, for convenience, because they can't physically be there for weeks and months and so forth at a time, they will be willing to pay that extra so that they can carry on with the lifestyle that they desire. All I know is $100,000 is a goddamn $100,000. I don't give a damn. I mean, it ain't got to be $100,000. I'm just... Hey, hey, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't get it. You make it if you a hundred, if you a billion dollar man or a million dollar If you a million dollar man, you still taking a deep breath of water. I don't give a fucking I ain't never seen a million dollars. So I don't know how. I, I, I don't know what my level would be. I don't know what my. I don't know I if I'm gonna keep that same energy. Shit, I'm like, go ahead, shit, listen, take your ass home. Yeah, listen. Get you, this money so I can go on and be great. That's nigga, all it takes to buy y'all nigga, all out my my way. Go nigga, on. That's not how it works. Cause millionaires they pinch motherfucking pennies. Some millionaires yeah, they pinch a pennies. You know, you know, listen, that's how they became athletes them. and so forth. That's how they got them. Yeah, but see, the, <laughs> the ones that pinch the pennies is those actual entrepreneurs and business persons that are act that actually was like in a garage when they started out. The, those are the ones that are very practical in their spending, and they they say they make a million dollars, but you know their network it's just you know just it's just different. Your network. Well, you're talking about um, you're talking about an athlete. I'm talking, you're talking about, about an athlete. entertainer. How many, you can't count, I mean, I know there are a lot, so don't don't nobody hurt me. I know there are a lot of entertainers and athletes alike that are actually investing their coins appropriately, but many do not. We see it. Absolutely. We see the frivolous spending. All right. Yeah? No, I don't, I don't, I don't not knock that, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, how do we got... I mean, like, how you How is a, a judge you okay the motherfucker? Well, they, know, <laughs> they know who docking to put it on. I mean, I get what I, I, I get what you're saying, but as a woman, yeah, as a mother who who should care about the well being of the father of the of the said father, no matter what. You know what? what they only you, care for what they needed. They only mm-hmm. even got with them and got said baby most Woo! of the time. For the purpose of coming the fuck up. So, so moving that guy, on. That, moving on. That, <laughs> that, that, try, that ties right into my question of the day, which is, where is it okay for a woman to go out there and get her motherfucking coin? That would be absolutely <laughs> acceptable if you gonna come up with a hundred thousand dollars for a child. And 50, 60, 70, 80. But then they want to be. Oh, for but then, but then they want to be. I'm here for the $150,000 come up. Hey, hey, go hey, get hold, the hold, money, hold, hold, hold. sister. Go get the money. Hold on, but but it's not okay <laughs> to be the husband of Mary J. Blige who trying to get the coins. <laughs> I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never really heard nothing. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's different, I guess, with, in that particular case. What? <laughs> She was the one making the money. I know she was the one making the money, but I don't know what kind of arrangements. I don't know what issues. All I keep hearing, what kind of man would do this to this? What? Just go get the money, homie. Make us proud. I want you to win. Did he? Was he able to prove that he put his life on hold in order to 
help her sustain her lifestyle. Um, so I didn't really do a lot of research really on it. It does matter because they're if you married. put your life on hold, I expect that, all right, I'm going to make sure you're good. They're married and you, as a woman, is the breadwinner. You stupid. <laughs> For yeah. my little small change, <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. That's how, listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get a prenup. That's how you feel. Get a prenuptial agreement in place if you are at a particular level, income wise, financially, with assets and so forth, that you know you cannot stand to be caught and tied up in. Legations, litigations, okay, mm. when it's if and when you dis- divorce your mate. I'm just saying. Have your prenup in advance, um, you know, and it's not about so much as you don't love your mate. It's just about security because there's too much. We living in a time of instant gratification and people trying to get these coins. So secure your bag. And protect your bag. And protect your bag, yeah. Ultimately, securing it and protect it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So... We had two more points of references that we were going with. Number one, if we get to the number two one, we do. If we don't, uh, we were talking about, you made mention to generalization versus individualization. So generalizing, you know, ultimately when it comes to the equality, what happens is we, what, that's why I kind of earlier when I said most and not all, when you generalize your automatically categorizing the masses mm-hmm. in a in a situation where it's you're you you can't base that set that one situation you can't lump everybody in that category right it's not beneficial that's why you know and unfortunately we're at a time where you have to use the what you have to put that disclaimer out many most some you know, instead of saying all men are dogs, all women are loud. You know, I am loud, but not all women are loud. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, you know, well, no, not just all women. All black women are loud. Mm-hmm. People love to say that. No, they are not. Well, all men are not dogs. Some men are dogs. Some black women are loud. But not all. So that's where you get into, you know, let's be fair in who we are actually pointing the finger at. If you're talking about a person, that is them. That is the individual. If you are using, um, a, you know, if you're going to be general, you need to be mindful of how you generalize. And, and again, say some, many, most, you know, versus all. Because now you're categorizing the masses when you're using the word all. You know, you're not putting in some kind of distinction because who, what, what sample are you using? And even when they are distinguishing in a, in, you know, individually, who is the, what is a sample that you're utilizing? You know, because a lot of times we see these different surveys and so forth out there, right? And you're thinking, who the hell did they get these numbers from, you know, for these, for these percentages? Because, you know, like, where did they go and get the sample? I took statistics, y'all. I do have a, a master's degree in business administration with concentration in accounting. So I can use these type of words just for the record. Mm-hmm. I never really actually say that out loud. <laughs> but 
When I'm saying sample, obviously we're talking about the pool in which they are using these, you know, the people that they're surveying. But, you know, and you have to be careful when you are using um, statistical data right. as your factual information because their sample of persons or places of things are not always equal as well. So you have to be extremely mindful of that. Who's doing the surveying? So, you know, what, where, what, who's their target market? You know what I'm saying? What, what information are they trying to obtain? Because obviously if I'm trying to sway something in a, in a decision that I want to be favorable for my desired outcome, I'm only going to be looking for those persons to sample or places or things to sample that will follow into that arena of which the outcome that I'm desiring. Understood, baby. I can be intelligent too, Buddha. Yay, baby. <laughs> but after all that banter, I'm gonna ask you this question. Say it. Um, equality. We we talked about a lot of cons. Mm-hmm. Well, we had some pros. So let's name a few more pros if we can. Like I don't know. I'm gonna say the pro. I'm gonna give you a pro of equality. You know, we have lights. We have um, monetization that came from ethnic groups. Other than white people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, they would have never came about. The lights. The invention of lights. I mean, well, anything. They would have never came about if a mentality, if some people's mentality wasn't on an equal playing field level. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. A person of a, you know, when it was a segregation time, having enough ability, a thoughtful forefront to be able to listen to some certain slave in order to get certain things done, okay. which we live by day-to-day air conditioning, um, lights, peanut butter, um, mm-hmm. okay. you know, airplanes. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that. A lot of those things a, actually started from a minority you know, just the unfortunate of it was they didn't have the financial mm-hmm. backing in order to allow it to flourish. So those ideas wasn't able to be patent and so forth and become their own and recognition was not given accordingly. I understood. Yeah. But, you know. But we know the, the truth, you know, when the truth is actually told not by how what you learned in school, but the actual truth that's in the Googles, that's like on page eight, right. not page one, because they pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful with what information. Back again, I say be careful with the information that you're collecting. Um, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it right here. Uh, if you haven't read um, Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. I think yeah. you need to do so. Uncle um, Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom's Cabin. I'm not going to necessarily go, you know, in the depth of what it means, but let's say that some things is not what it seems. Right. You know, we always like to use the word Uncle Tom in a negative light, and, and we always like to use others in a positive light. Yeah. So the Sambo versus Uncle Tom mentality. Right. And this is really what's holding us back. As a minority culture, mm-hmm. you know, if we're always trying to change the narrative. We just need to understand that the crab and the barrel mentality comes from the Sambo mantra. 
right? But we all want to glorify Sambo in his actions. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually knowing the more, more in-depth tell- truth about Uncle Tom and what right. his purpose was. Right. And uh, Well, they both were part of this book. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just a mentality. And you want to ask why are we always where we at? Yeah. We can't ever set ourselves above because we don't have that in-depth emotional love for one another. Mm-hmm. We have an in-depth emotional love for one's self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Very selfish selfish uh, society we've grown into being. So, it's hard. I preface that to say this. It's hard to get equality the way minorities want, mainly blacks want it, if we segregate it amongst ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. How can we be taken seriously by these higher-ups? Right? Mm-hmm. How can we be taken seriously by these higher-ups if we they laughing at us because we can't get our shit together? Right. So, right. Okay. So I, I suggest, I implore, I implore Implore. I implore everybody to get a hold of Uncle Tom's Cabin, if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Read it for some understanding and ideas and apply some of those ideas and those thoughts to your lives and understanding that when it comes to dealing with others. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Sipping the Conversation with Buddha and Baby. Yes, we have been discussing the equality, uh, pros and cons of equality, double standards, jobs, patriarchal mentality, society, racial perspectives, and so forth. We talked a little bit about three types of guys that's out here, Um, me being (laughs) pro-women, Okay, uh, generalization versus individualized uh, thought processes and so forth. Buddha with his craziness on why it is okay for Dude. men to get their coins. You're right. Players out there <clears throat> bring that harmonious balance to the world. Okay. To the world. To the world. <laughs> But who run this world, girl? Who run this thing, girls? Hey. Okay. I'm not going to co-sign on that. Yeah, say it. Say it with your chest, Buddha. I'm going to say it like this. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, ha. How much money you got a lot? How much money you got a lot? How many problems you got a lot? How many people that died a lot? Left, right, and right a lot? How many prayers you flaw a lot? How many lawyers you got?